Hello everybody, welcome to the Chenzord Dynasty. My name is James Chen and you are here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I am the host here and you are tuning in for another episode of the Chen Reaction. This is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode to make time for first attack that is going to be taking place after this. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can look it up on youtube.com slash ultrachentv and you will find the uh, latest first attack episode all about footsies and how to play footsies uh, on that channel right there. It should be uploaded already. However, if you're here watching on Twitch, that will be taking place after this episode. So let's begin with the Chen reaction. What is it that I want to talk about today? Oh yes, that's right. Uh, I want to say play Undernight in birth EXE Late CLR, also known as Uniclair. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Chen Reaction. I will talk to you guys later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, look, that's kind of, um, that's kind of, uh, uh, really mostly what I wanted to talk about here, but uh, I did also want to talk a little bit more about the game itself. Um, one of the cool things about this, let me see if I can actually bust this out over here. Um, there we go. So, um, if you own Undernight in Birth EXE Latest uh, already on the PlayStation 4, as you see, I already have owned it, right? I own Undernight in Birth EXE Latest already on the PlayStation 4. If you already have this version, You'll see here that the title screen still says Under Night in Birth EXE Latest after I downloaded the most recent update for the game. However, if you come and take a look at this, <clears throat> ah, look at this, there's a locked character over here. There's a new character that is locked over here. And if I indeed go to Nanase, for example, um, let me grab my joystick. Yeah, I know, Uniclear. Uh, what a weird name. Uh, I have a new move. Look at this. Nanase now has a dive kick of some sort. Um, so, just to help people and avoid confusion here, Oh god, it's the Nanase theme, which everybody loves. I'm gonna leave this here just to, just to um, annoy everybody. <laughs> um, so, just to help people avoid confusion and such, uh, I do remember Nanase from Street Fighter EX3. Uh, just to have people understand what's going on here, if it updates, you actually do have the update on the PlayStation Store. There is a little package that you can buy to unlock a bunch of other stuff in there as well. So uh, if I don't know if there's an option to just buy the character. Actually, I'd have to check. But the nice thing about it, <clears throat> the best thing about okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna drive everybody away if I do this. Uh, let me see here. Was it like I think Linne has a good theme, right? Everybody likes Linne's theme. Uh, 
There we go. <clears throat> uh, yeah, there there isn't. Okay, so there probably isn't. So you probably just have to buy the upgrade pack. I did see an upgrade pack for 20 bucks, I think it is. So if you don't want to mess with the new character for now, you don't have to. You can just play with all the balance changes that there are here already. However, if it is something that you don't own at all and you want to buy brand new, you can go to the PlayStation Store and grab that. I believe it is currently 40 bucks right now, I think, for it. Uh, let's take a look. Let's actually just take a look ourselves here. Uh, under night, under nights in the birth exe latest. Uh, let's see here. So it looks like you get the additional character Landrekia character colors, additional colors Landrekia's round call voice, and additionally gallery items and additional character colors. So, uh, I mean, for the most part, it doesn't sound like a huge amount of stuff, but, you know, they did make this whole update, they made this whole upgrade, um, and that's a lot of, there's a lot of work, and so, you know, in a way, you also have to consider that you're supporting them as well. There's also the launch bundle right here, which is just 40 bucks, which gives you the game, uh, and a bunch of other stuff with it. So let's see here, uh, add-ons, details, yeah, all the characters, new, new character, etc., etc. So you can buy Londrekia for just $9. Let's see. Oh, yeah, 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 actually, here we go. Oh, no, that's her voice. Uh, well, I don't see anything here right now, Choi Sauce, but hopefully you can. Maybe it's not out yet. Maybe it's not available just yet, so... In any case, regardless, um, the game is out, came out today. It's also going to be out on... It's also out on Switch as well, which is super exciting for me <laughs> to be able to play and lab this on the Nintendo Switch as well. So I, I'm super happy. I'm super, super happy about that, so... Oh, uh, you did buy him for $9, Fuzzlewigs? Okay, okay. And I, I don't remember if this is out on Steam yet, right? This is not out on the PC just yet, if I'm not mistaken. The game, Casey Snipes, is just $40 right now um, for the entire thing, so uh, that's pretty cool right now. Uh, is the Switch version not very good right now? Uh, wh where did you hear that from, Scorpion's Pupil? Because uh, hopefully it's not... Or are you talking about the price is jacked up a little bit because it's a brand new game on the Switch? Uh, I'll have to double check. I haven't had a chance to grab it yet, but I'm definitely going to so I can lab at home uh, with this game. So, Carmine specials are broken on only the Switch version or just everywhere? Everywhere or just the Switch? Just Switch, okay. Got it. Okay, that's interesting. All right, well, I'll definitely do some research into that. I'm sure it'll get patched. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. We are living in the day of patches, so that's cool. Here's the thing, right? Um, one of the things I do want to talk about this game is, obviously, when you look at this game, looks like a Guilty Gear game, sprite-based 2D game here. 
looks like it's gonna be, you know, oh, you, I'm worried about Guilty Gear with all the instant air dashing and all the craziness and everything that's all going on around everywhere. Um, one of the things I want to say is, I remember when Undernight e, uh, in Birth uh, EXE Late was out, when it was just Uniel. Uh, that's the version before Unist, which is the version before Uniclair. Uh, David and I were extremely obsessed with this game. Uh, we played it all the time. It is not like a lot of the other anime games out there. It's not crazy air dashy craziness. And it's actually not even simple like Grand Blue style. It's like this perfect blend of both of them. It's a very, like, you can't air block uppercuts, etc., etc. So, you know, uh, it's a very horizontal based fighting game. Uh, there's a lot of creativity with the characters. The characters can be super oppressive, etc., etc. But, you know, a lot of people said it, like, actually might even kind of be more closer to KOF because of the fact that everybody has assaults, which are like short hops, etc., etc. It's a really, really fun game. A lot of creativity. In my opinion, someone once asked me on Ask J. Chenzor, what fighting game I consider to have the best system mechanics, like overall balance of system mechanics in place, and my answer was Undernight in Birth. I really love the grid system, I really love, you know, the way that they designed, for example, the tech throws. If you tech a throw, you actually have plus frames because you should be rewarded for teching a throw in this game. And um, the way they balanced out the offense, the defense using the grid system, and you know, the, the way that they have the ability to reverse beat your buttons, etc. I just feel like that they did such a, a really, really good job designing this game. Now, Choice Sauce you see here in the chat right here, and I have done uh, beginner videos where we go through all the systems and stuff like that. I'm not going to take all the time to go through all the systems right now, but if you guys would like me and you know I'm making this offer to Henry right now if you would like us to do a update for Uniclair and redo all the system mechanics and stuff like that I'm totally down to do that as well I could also just you know do that on my own just have one day where I just go through the entire system mechanics of the game just to teach people exactly how to play the game uh, I would love to do that now full caveat I loved Uniel to death I played Yes, and that's another thing too, Sly Memo. The, 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 the tutorial in this game is ridiculous. Not only does it have trials for you to complete, but it actually tells you why those trials are useful. Like, low start, you know, into mix-up. This is this kind of, like, this is the assault start. This is, like, they actually gave you trials based off of real ways that you're gonna start combos in actual combat which is really, really neat. And then they have the general tutorial where they teach you about the game and it's all really detailed and they give you a lot of good information. Now, you know, I've said before that I feel like all tutorials in fighting games aren't very good just because they're tutorials and you're in this mindset that you're trying to learn. Having said that, uh, Under Night and Birth, probably still one of the best tutorials for any fighting game that actually exists about that. So, um, okay, sounds like a lot of people would like to do that. And yes, Choi Sauce, Henry, congratulations if I haven't had a chance to tell you that. Obviously is also not only married now, but has a beautiful baby uh, to take care of now. So, you know, he's a little busy. <laughs> he's a little busy, um, but 
This game is uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of variety. However, it does have a little bit of that anime gameness where if you fight a good Byakuya, you're gonna get locked down and you will die. And you'll be like, I have no idea what's happening. Or you're gonna fight Seth and Seth's gonna teleport all around you and you're gonna be like, what happened? And you died. So, uh, there's a lot of very easy ways to die in this game. So that's all you just have to be uh, cognizant of. It is pretty oppressive of a game, uh, depending on the characters that you're fighting. Uh, like I said, maybe if I do a more in-depth look at the game at one point in time, uh, I will definitely do that. So uh, I will talk about that a lot more. But again, you know, great game, great game. And like I said, I don't really have much else to say. And uh, just for full disclosure, nobody's told me to do this. I just want to promote this game because not only, I mean, look, a lot of people are going to be like, oh my gosh, did Arxis, you know, hire James to do stuff like this? One, it's legally required for me to reveal that if that was the case, right? So, and my stream partner is a lawyer, so, you know, I would like to think that I would go through with stuff like that. But honestly, nobody's gotten me to do anything. I'm just doing this literally out of my own love for the game. Like I said, during uni, I was so obsessed with the game. So obsessed with the game that even at like Wednesday Night Fight slash Runback, I was, I placed like second place in one tournament that I played. I remember I only losing to Breaker Dave, who slaughtered me by the way. But like I got super good at the game and, and, and really just, I, I was so obsessed with it. And there was one point in time where David and I couldn't stop bringing this game up on every Tuesday show. Like we had a streak that just like, no matter what, we would bring up the game. But I never ended up playing Unist. I never played EXE Latest because there was just so many fighting games and they just fell by the wayside for me. And trust me, part of my soul, especially because everyone told me that Nanase got significantly better. Uh, Cause Nanase was pretty low tier in Uniel. Uh, but she got significantly better in uh, latest, in Unist, to the point where some Japanese players were winning tournaments with her and stuff like that. And I never played it. I never played it. And, and you know, I was like, what am I doing? And then at EVO Japan, someone had it on their laptop and we started playing. I played it for the first time in forever. So I played Unist. Um, with no Eunice knowledge, practically no Eunice knowledge, just a little bits here and there. And so uh, I played it and I was like, God, this game is so fun. Why did I ever stop playing this? So with Uniclair being out, I'm gonna come back into this game. I'm gonna try to do some beginner lobbies with this and uh, try to play with a bunch of other people online and stuff. So if you guys are interested in playing this, you know, on PS4, I will be doing beginner lobbies. I will be trying to do maybe some uh, systems, mechanic sessions, etc., etc., for the game. Also, really, really want to take the time to give a shout out to the Undernight in Birth community because the community was amazing. I mean, look. All fighting games are good, right? Except for maybe like, you know, War Gods or whatever like that, or Mace the Dark Age, you know, I make fun. I mean, I'm talking about modern fighting games. Most of the modern fighting games are actually amazing video games, right? But the thing is, this game, like, is so fun, and the community behind this game is so strong. The fact that this game, and in fact, uh, if you guys check 
Uh, Esteban Martinez, the Besteban, uh, he just did a documentary on the rise of Undernight in birth in the fighting game community. I haven't had to get a chance to saw it. I saw parts of the trailer, but they talk about it there. The fact that this game continued to break entry number records event after event after event between like combo breaker and ceo then evo and then they had uh the climax of night event that shinobi put on just for this game like someone actually said you know what i'm just gonna spend the money to put on event for under night in birth just because i love the game and then that event was a success and then the next year everything kept breaking the records again to the point that evo said you know what we recognize how many people are playing this and we see how strong the community is it's an official game at evo now it actually became like this is one of those games that a lot of people would have felt like was one of those kusoge games or you know those side games in the the you know at anime evo and would never get but it got to the EVO main stage, it became one of the main games last year, and in this year, Uniclare is also one of the main games at EVO. And you know, while I can talk about how much the community just, you know, strived to do all this and did all this hard work, and the community is wonderful, and they showed up to events and everything like that, a lot of it also comes down to the fact that this is a really fucking good game, okay? <laughs> like, it's just a lot of fun. The systems are complicated. I'm not going to uh, mask that, right? It is a little bit more on the complicated side of video games, uh, in terms of fighting games, especially when you're trying to learn. Oh, shout out to Jaded Alex for the subscription. Suck my nuts, Jaded Alex. There we go. And you can see now sub goals up to 183. Thank you very much. But um, if you actually look over here, you know, at the bottom of the screen, if I can get my damn logo out of the way, you can see there's this grid, grid system down there with all these little diamonds. It's complicated. There's this weird line going to your super meter and it says 200 diamonds. Look, this game is complicated, okay? That's just that's the easiest way to put it. The game is actually kind of complicated, but it's fun. You'll learn it as it goes, and it won't really take too long. The grid system, once you figure out what the grid system does, how it works, and kind of why it's there, it, it is one of the main reasons why I think this has the best overall balance of system mechanics in all of fighting games, because the whole concept of grid, just to shorten it down, is a tug of war, right? You want to win the grid battle, every, I think they said it's like every seven seconds or something like that, but when you win it, you get so much power, but the thing is the way to win it is so fascinating. Like you get more grid for being offensive. If a character who zones you crazy, if you learn how to block properly, you will win the grid battle so that the zoner actually has a distinct disadvantage by continuing to zone you. It, you know, stuff like that. It's just they did such a good job using the grid system to really force the pace of the match, and it's wonderful. Oh, 17 seconds. 17 seconds, my bad. Um, but it's really, really cool. Yeah, 7 seconds is way too short. Is it 17 seconds? Let's see here. Let's do this, shall we? 1-1000, 2-1000, 3-1000, 4-1000, 5-1000, 6-1000, 7-1000, 8-1000, 9-1000, 10-1000, 11-1000, 12-1000, 13-1000, 14-1000, 15-1000, 16-1000, 17
12, totally scientific measuring of how long that took. Totally scientific. Totally scientific. Obviously, I am the human stopwatch, so you have to take what I counted right there at complete face value. Um, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> In any case, it's obviously over 10 seconds and, and, and such, but you know, it's uh, like I said, the game is really cool. Training mode is really good. The trials are really good. The tutorials are very, very good, etc., etc. This game will do a good job easing you into itself. And like I said, uh, I'll try to create a bunch of beginner lobbies for this so we can all sit down and play the game and learn together. And I can offer out advice. Maybe I can do some of the Chenzor dojos for this game so I can also offer advice uh, just through viewing and such as well. But uh, I, again, this is tough because I'm going all in on Street Fighter V. I'm really still trying to learn Tekken. I love Samurai Showdown. I want to get back into Soul Calibur. I want to go all in on Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. I want to go all in on this game as well. I, oh God, there's just so many fights. Guilty Gear Strive when it comes out. I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Like, I am just like completely screwed <laughs> when it comes to the fighting games. Oh God. And it's hard because as a fan, I want to play them all. As a commentator who's trying to get jobs, I want to commentate them all. But spreading yourself too thin is actually a problem. Like you have to kind of be an expert at each of these games. And so it's like it's, tug of war. Like what do I do? Am I a fan? Am I a commentator? What am I? And it's like, ah. I know obviously it's better if I focus on just a few games to commentate those games, but I want to commentate everything. I want to play everything because I'm just such a fan of all these games, man. Ugh. It's so rough. Shout outs to Punch Drunk Monk. Suck my nuts, Punch Drunk Monk. And what a name, too. That's an awesome username as well. <laughs> but I'm at 184. I'm almost at three fourths to my subscription goal already. That's crazy. Thank you guys so much. And like I said, a lot of that was spearheaded by Max yesterday, who did gift me 20 subs yesterday. So thanks you, thank you to him as well. But yeah, I am greedy. I just wanna play all the games. I just wanna play everything. But like I said, that's just because they're all so fun and fighting games are fun. And honestly, during the prime of my fighting game playing career, I was a Capcom boy, right? I played Street Fighter, Street Fighter Alpha, I played Darkstalkers, I played CVS and stuff. I didn't really branch out into too many other games except for maybe Guilty Gear. I played a ton of Guilty Gear, but like, I feel like I was missing out on so much of that. Now that I've played Tekken and Soul Calibur and all these other games, it's just like, my God, what what have I done? Like, how did I miss all these games before? So I'm just in a really, really uh, kind of in a bad situation. So yeah, just to clarify to everybody in the chat who's in here right now, the way this works, I have not purchased anything. I have just downloaded the update for Unist over here. And uh, you automatically get Uniclair. Uh, it's hard to tell. But if you look here, Nanase has her new special move, which is the dive kick in the air, basically, right? So I have that, 
And if I back all the way out to the main menu, it will be a little confusing because it will say EXE Latest still. It still says Latest, but you in fact are playing Uniclair, okay? So if, even if I go to the character select screen, you'll also see that Londrekia is here locked. So you can actually, you know, purchase the upgrade pack for $20. It gets you a bunch of colors and the character. Some people are saying that they did buy the character for only $10. Uh, I didn't see that option, but um, the PlayStation Store is whack. So uh, it might be there somewhere. However, you do have the upgrade, even though it's not visually obvious that you have the upgrade. But trust me, it is there. And just uh, that's kind of one of the things I want to do here on stream was to show you guys this to avoid all the confusion out there. In any case, uh, um, oh, okay, so you went to the store on your laptop. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but uh, that's going to be it for the, the Chen reaction here. Again, I, I'm just promoting this game because I love the game. I think everybody should try Under Night and Birth. Really give it a shot. It's a wonderful game. It's got a lot of great features and everything like that. But I'm going to do the Ask Chenzor Q&A section coming up next. I'm going to just do that very quickly. Maybe a 20-15 minute section of that. Shoutouts to GG Sensei. Oh, oh, no. Punch Drunk Monk giving two gift subs to people here. Suck my nuts again, Punch Drunk Monk. And GG Sensei and Panasonic Youth, you guys also have the option to suck my nuts as well. So uh, I am going to uh, head to the title screen again. If you guys are here on YouTube, play Uniclair. Uh, let me know in the comments below which character from Unist or Un Under Night in Birth you really want to try out and play uh, and looks interesting to you. And also let me know if you really want me to do a new modern take on the system mechanics. I'll talk to Choi Sauce again, see if he has the time to do it. But he's a married man and a father now, so I'm not going to pressure him or anything like that. But uh, let me know if you guys are here on oh, shout outs to Neo Cable. Oh, look at this. Suck my nuts, Neo Cable. Um, so uh, basically, let me know if you want me to do that. Uh, but I'm going to return to the title screen. If you guys here on Twitch, don't go anywhere. The Q&A section is going to come up. But then immediately afterwards is going to be first attack on footsies. One of the most important aspects of fighting games. And one of the most complicated too. So even though we're at episode 3... And I'm trying to teach stuff to beginners. I'm going full bore into footsies right away. And it's a complicated topic. But it is fundamentals. And it's good to teach that early on. Because in order to teach the general flow of fighting games. I need to get into footsies now. So that'll be coming up in about 15 to 20 minutes. So don't go anywhere if you're on Twitch. If you're on YouTube. You can find that first attack episode on footsies on the channel already. Just do a search for First Attack Footsies on youtube.com slash TV. Alright, thanks guys. I will be back for the Twitch viewers right after this. I always have to remember to get rid of this. Welcome back to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I am James Chen, your host. You are here at the portion of Ask J. Chenzor where you can ask me anything. And since you can actually see people talking about this, 
The Beatles are the greatest band in the history of the world. They're the best. Some people in my chat are arguing to me that Queen is better. I think that that is incorrect. Beatles are clearly the best band in the world. However, Queen is also an amazing band as well. They are completely fantastic group. Definitely changed the face of music. But, again, it's that whole concept again is would Queen have been able to be Queen without the Beatles? Because the Beatles literally changed the face of music, right? They turned music from being a bunch of stuff that you performed in bars with, you know, standard rock beats and chord progressions and stuff to studio produced music. The revolution that the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album created was so ridiculous. And one of the greatest things is once you start going to the mid Beatles, starting from about Rubber Soul all the way to the late Beatles as well, if you listen to their music, their music isn't dated. Like a lot of times you go and listen to music before there's a sound quality to it, there's a way that it's produced or something that, that tags it into that time. But if you listen to something like I'm still, like I'm, I'm only sleeping right now, and you listen to the sound quality, if it doesn't have the sound quality of its time period, it doesn't have the subject matter of its time period, it doesn't have the lyrics of it, it's just, it's such an awesomely well-produced song. It's just like, it's so good. Like the Beatles, like literally, they made the Beach Boys create pet sounds, they, they, they changed the way every, I mean like, you can hear the Beatles influence throughout everything you know, immediately afterwards, The Who, everybody, like everything got changed by the Beatles once they decided to actually sit down and produce music. Shout outs to the fifth Beatle, of course, which is George Martin, who is one of the greatest uh, music producers of all time. What a, what a guy. I mean, if it was a perfect marriage of situations. Not only did you have these four talented band members, but if they didn't meet George Martin, it just would not have been the same. Like, George Martin really took them from being a rock band to being what they were. And it was just such a great, great kind of thing. And a lot of people, if you haven't actually studied this music history, if you actually haven't seen it, the Beatles were on tour during one point in time before they made Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band. I think it was the Shea Stadium tour that they were at that they were playing and the audience was cheering so loud that they couldn't hear themselves sing. And they said it was one of the worst experiences because no one could sing with each other. They weren't on key and everything. But the worst part about it was nobody noticed because everybody was so goddamn loud in the audience but they hated touring so badly, they basically said, you know what, we're done. We are not touring, even though we are the absolute most popular band in the world, we're done touring. And you know how we're gonna fix this problem? We're gonna send a fake band on tour, okay? We're gonna sit down with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, we're gonna create a fake band, and we're gonna sit there and actually produce music so that, you know, it can be, so basically not designed to be played live, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, songs that are just produced in ways that can only be experienced on that album, 
and then they sent the album on tour. That's why Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band starts with that song where they introduce Billy Shears, the fake lead singer of it, and ends with you know, well, sort of ends with the day in the life at the end, but it ends with the thank you guys for watching the show, blah, blah, blah. And the, and the album ends, you know, with the surprise day in the life. But, you know, these are songs like Day in the Life could not be created if you were just creating stuff to be played as a four solo, just like a four instrument band, right? They produced everything, they sent it on tour, and it literally changed the face of music. Everybody listened to it, and some people didn't even understand half of the things that were happening on the album, which even happened beforehand uh, as well. But. Like literally, they changed the face of music. So the reason why I think the Beatles are the greatest band ever. Yes, you can sit here and talk about a lot of these other bands like Queen, who like I said, fantastic band, not even gonna argue with that Queen. And Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury, one of the all time most amazing, talented singers ever, right? Like. Freddie Mercury is like maybe in the top five of all-time music singers ever. Like even the Beatles, you can't even say that they're great singers, but Freddie Mercury is a singer. Like that guy is, if you can pull him off in karaoke, you are a god, okay? That is like, you know, like almost Whitney Houston levels of like, you know, you are just trying to challenge yourself here. So don't get me wrong, but without the Beatles, I don't know if a lot of these other singers would have had the opportunities to produce the kind of music that they would have wanted to make until the Beatles broke all those barriers, etc., etc. So that's my take. That was what we were discussing on stream before we came on. Sorry this has nothing to do with fighting games, but this is Ask Jay Chensworth. You can talk to me about anything you want. And shoutouts to all these new followers here. I guess this, the, the logic is in, is in there. So, I mean, that's the thing is you wouldn't say that the Model T is the greatest car ever, Shanair Bear, because the Beatles literally changed everything. I mean, it's not even just like, oh, hey, here's the first like really cool functioning car. Like, it... Redef they redefined music. They redefined, like literally redefined music. They changed how music was made. They changed how music was perceived. And they really opened the door to the point, like I said, where every other band was like, oh shit, this is ridiculous. Let's all do this too, right? The Beach Boys. The Pets, Pet Sounds is considered one of the greatest albums of all time, right? A lot of people argue that Pet Sounds may be the greatest album of all time, maybe even better than Sgt. Pepper's The White Album, Abbey Road, or whatever like that. You'll find people who argue that. But why was Pet Sounds created? Because Brian Wilson heard Sgt. Pepper's was, was like, fuck, we can do this? And he had to convince the rest of the Beach Boys to do this really crazy conceptual album instead of singing about, you know, the East Coast girls are hip, I really did. Like they, like he got them to create pet sounds because they listened to Sgt. Pepper's and they got into this war with the Beatles. They're trying to up, up they're trying to up, they're just trying to show up the Beatles. But that wouldn't have happened if the Beatles hadn't made Sgt. Pepper's. So there you go. Uh, Led Zeppelin uh, is not a band that I am super familiar with, unfortunately. I wish I knew 
more about it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting a lot of follows here. I don't know if people are following me. There's a lot of weird numbers. I don't know if these are follow bots or what is going on right now, but it is crazy right now. Uh, there's a lot of follows here, and I definitely don't have this many. And look at the usernames as well. Yeah, I'm thinking it's bots, but the question is, what is the point of follow bots? What is the point of this? What does it get them to follow channels like this? That's very, very I weird. Alright, well, let me do something really quick over here. While this is happening, let me go to Streamlabs. Let me go to my alert box over here. Um, what I'm going to have to do here is go to Follows and disable this. There we go. Yeah, Paul McCartney was also the first person to ever turn... Wow, why is this not fixing itself? I've saved the settings. It should... You know what? It's probably a backlog of follows. So what I'm going to do then here is just uh, turn this off. Just turn it off for now. I'm just turning off for now. But um, Paul McCartney was the one that introduced that the bass could be played more than just because the thing about it is John was the best lead guitarist George was clearly the most talented at the guitar and Paul McCartney wanted to not be the bass he wanted to play the other instruments but he was kind of defaulted to bass and he was good at bass but he wanted to play really cool melodies as well so he just started inventing melodies for the bass Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is one of the most famous ones where he's actually playing in the in the in the chorus doom 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 like he actually played a melody in the bass and he changed the way that people perceived how you're supposed to play the bass guitar originally the bass guitar was just there to just kind of establish rhythm and just be kind of boring if you listen to old 60s music the bass guitar doesn't do anything Paul McCartney literally changed how people perceived the bass guitar as an instrument and how it should be played. That's kind of uh, the way it works. So, um, <laughs> Oliver, okay, thank you. Uh, you came from one of my YouTube videos. Thank you. Hey, welcome, Oliver, to the Chenzer Dynasty. Glad you could make it over here. Glad you're uh, having uh, fun over there. I don't know why this is going on over here, so... <laughs> I'm sure Brian Wilson used the F word many, 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 many times. <laughs> oh, man. But in any case, if you guys want to ask me any questions that are not related to music because I've just gone on this random ass uh, rant about the Beatles and why they are the greatest band in the history of the world, feel free to uh, ask me uh, questions. You can put at jchenzor in the chat if you really feel like it. You can also use the highlight my message option down there with the channel points as well. Um, the channel point... Go away, channel points. How do I... What the hell? Go away, channel points. I'm clicking on the X and the X is not doing anything. What is happening here? Dude, yo! 
but see, that's the thing, right? I mean, Paul McCartney changed the way that bass is going to be played. A lot of people obviously got to the point where they could play bass as a stronger bass player. Like I said, the Beatles aren't necessarily the best musicians out there. They're not the best singers out there. But what they did to music, they were definitely the most creative. They revolutionized the way music worked. Uh, what is going on here? I am getting, am I getting DDoS'd here? I think I'm actually getting DDoS'd here. Uh, let's see here. I think that's what's happening here. Am I still live? Can you guys hear me at all right now? Because everything is... Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, it's working again. It's... I think it's... How is the stream looking for you guys in the chat right now? I'm still live and everything like that, right? Okay, because on my end, everything was like lagging and everything is going crazy over here okay 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 everything is fine everything is fine cool 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 yeah dang stupid beyonce how dare she dude <sighs> definitely say i'm not gonna put a ring on that anymore jesus god ddosing my stream <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> no I, i'm back i'm back okay everything's normal again things are kind of going crazy so uh uh, Tomo got out of the FGC so early because he got a girlfriend. <laughs> That's usually, back in the day, that was always the death knell for fighting game players, was getting a girlfriend. That was always the joke back in the day. Um, but uh, not so much these days. Uh, because video games are a lot more accepted. Because fighting games, you know, there's a little bit of prestige involved with it and stuff like that. And a lot of girls like playing games as well. In fact, uh, a lot of girls I know, you know, are the ones that are playing the fighting games. And they're the ones pulling their boyfriends into the fighting game community, etc, etc. So, obviously that was a trope back in the days. And that's why it's still, like, people make jokes about it. But it's definitely not like that anymore. Um... Let's see, I have a friend who recently bought Street Fighter V and wants to get into it. He's not fluent in English, so I'll probably be teaching him. Do you suggest any approach to not overwhelm him with info so that we can both enjoy the game? Whew, that is a tough one right there. Um, what you want to do is really, you know, make sure you teach him a lot of the fundamental stuff. Uh, I guess you can try to use my first attack episodes as a little bit of guide, but make sure you teach him about movement before anything else. And then also be very helpful if you see anything that he's doing as a pattern. You know, you have to be very astute as your, yourself as to realizing the mistakes that he's making and things like that. And really, you know, try to make sure it's still fun for him. Like, have fun goof around, laugh about things, you know, try not to beat them up too badly, etc, etc. It's, it's really tough. It's really tough. Oh, it's dark where you am. Ah, where you are, that's interesting. Yeah, that's true, because it's 5 p.m. here, and it's bright here in Los Angeles, so... Uh, it'll get dark very shortly, as it usually does during these uh, Ask J. Chenzor sessions. But this Ask J. Chenzor section, session has already kind of gone on for about, like, 15 minutes of me ranting about the Beatles. So, <laughs> um, um, how does it feel going through the many generations of fighting game community? Many people are starting to get to that age of retiring or focus on their kids and families. 
What do you think of the new eras of fighters? Um, honestly, Tita say, we've never been in a better era of fighting games. Like, honestly, uh, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. I do say that a lot. I do say that a lot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll definitely have to, you know what? Maybe I'll make an et cetera emote so every time I say it, people can put it in there. Um, honestly, we're in the best era of fighting games ever. I've never seen a crop of fighting games that are all so worth playing. Like, there is not a single fighting game that is being played at events that I think anyone can honestly say is bad. The balance is great, the designs are great, characters are interesting, systems are really cool, and we've got the best variety as well. If you're not a fan of frame data and don't wanna play Tekken Street Fighter Mortal Kombat, you got Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, you got Samurai Showdown, you've got Uniclare now, you've got all these different games to play. If you want crazy rushdown mix-ups, you got Marvel, BB Tag, you've got Dragon Ball Fighters, you know, if you want that very kind of, you know, uh, logical, mathematical kind of style of play, you do have the Tekken and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, which do also allow for a lot of creativity and a lot of, uh, you know, improvisation and stuff like that. It's just, all the fighting games are good, but they lean and skew in different paths, and none of them are wrong. They're all correct, and they're all good, and they're all amazing, and I don't have time to play any of these damn games, and it drives me nuts. Am I gonna do a Street Fighter Dojo this week? I probably will, bure bure, bura bure, so that I can see how well the net code is working for that kind of thing, because that would be exciting. So tomorrow, well, Yes, tomorrow I will most likely be doing a Chenzor Dojo with Street Fighter V again, just so we can try the new netcode and stuff. Mm. Yes, of course, Grinning Oni. The, I'm not talking about the online experience, because if you want to talk about tutorials, online experience, and netcode, very few fighting games are doing that right. But in the past, none of them have done that right, right? I mean, there wasn't any online. I'm just talking about from a purely playing offline game systems mechanics kind of thing no frills you know not talking about character colors or you know art style or whatever like it's just they're all super fun to play etc etc um <laughs> new capcom versus game that they're definitely making right now yeah pretty much the new capcom versus game is going to be crazy dude that is su gonna be such a crazy game um, uh, Power Rangers, Power Rangers is, a lot of people are super standing, uh, Power Rangers, so absolutely, uh, absolutely, um, okay, uh, there are less CPT events this year, uh, AV6969, this was in response to a lot of people saying that there are too many CPT events and it's burning them out, so I think they lowered the amount to try to make it a little bit easier for people to uh, for traveling wise I think I think that's the way it works so for a new fighting game to be launched what are your top five mandatory things to launch with uh, good net code um, very very robust training mode very robust training mode and uh, Skullgirl still probably has the best training mode out of every fighting game ever made uh, but a lot of other ones are getting better at it. Um, uh, let me think, what else do they absolutely have to have? 
I mean, a lot of people would argue frame data. I'm not. I'm not 100% sold on that. Uh, good. Uh, good tutorials of some kind. At least something that gives you an idea of how to play the game to some degree, a starting point. Like that's probably one of the biggest weaknesses of Tekken. Uh, like I said, frame data is not anything that necessarily I want them to do. Oh, Fighting's Herd, Fighting Herds has good training, huh? I mean, that makes sense. It's based off of the Skullgirls engine, so they could probably just even do better with that. So. Um, Forest, I might switch away from King actually at some point just to, not that I'm going to drop him, but I just want to second another character to get a different idea of how the game feels and maybe have a character with a better sidestep, better backdash, so I can start learning sidestepping a little bit more and having a different kind of idea. Um, what else would I think that they absolutely need? Replays? Replays is another one that's absolutely necessary, although I personally don't use it, but having the ability to replay and watch all of your matches again is very key for a lot of people to learn fighting games as well. So, uh, and then honestly, this is something that no fighting game has, but uh, uh, I do think that this is an absolute necessity, but an, uh, a enjoyable progressive online ranked system that is more than just playing matches with people and gaining and losing points I want to see an online ranking system that is I mean one player content is great but I want something built into ranked mode that really really gives people uh, uh, like an experience, something enjoyable to play, something that gives them a good time, something that really makes it so that you want to play ranked and even if you lose, you gain things, you learn things, stuff happens in the game. Like if there was some way they could integrate the online ranked with some sort of extra game layered on top of that that doesn't interfere with the people who just want to play ranked online but can give people a way to enjoy ranked online at the same time who are not all about that grind necessarily that would be super super key uh do we think we'll ever see ai that properly prepares people for the player matches no never never ever fighting games are way too complicated for that uh, KI was a really good game. I enjoyed it up to about season two. I felt season three of KI went a little crazy. I felt like like characters I think are a little bit they have too many systems built into them <laughs> that it got a little over bloated but balance wise it got better. I liked the changes in season three like the combo breakers not knocking people down so you don't get anything off of combo breakers and stuff like that. I like a lot of the changes. I just felt like the game kind of uh, went a little unrestricted at some point in time. Uh, not even necessarily seasons catalyst, but maybe seasons could help. Uh, what is the best advice when starting to learn a new fighting game? Uh, like I said in my first episode, uh, movement. Learn movement. They're, fighting games are not about hitting buttons. Fighting games are not about hitting buttons. You unlocked Nathan's butt? That's awesome, Forrest. <laughs> 
Uh, UI is pretty good too. UI is pretty good. So, what's the far- hardest fighting game execution-wise, in my opinion? Uh, shoutouts to Nuticon for the gift sub to Forest Six One Three. Suck my nuts, Nuticon and Forest Six One Three. So now he gets more than just the butt. Let's see. Am I still being inundated with? I still am being inundated with followers here right now. This is wild, dude. This is crazy. Um, okay. The two most complicated fighting games execution-wise. People probably wouldn't believe my answers to this. But my answers to this, well, the first one people are going to be like, okay. It's the second one that I think is going to probably uh, confuse people. First one is Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is one of the most executionally excessive game, like like really really hard execution games. Cause once you start getting good at Magneto Rom Infinites and Fly Unflies and crazy Storm Tri Jumps and all that stuff like that, MVC 2 goes crazy. And yes, Grinning Oni is correct. The second game, Super Smash Bros. Melee, second most execution heavy uh, fighting game out there is Melee. Uh, with all the shuffles and shine cancels and all the other crazy things that you're trying to do in that game to the point that you know people have to mod their controllers to make it easier to hit buttons and they just kill their hands so um, I think those are the two most executionally heavy fighting games of all time um okay so that's going to be it now for the Ask J. Chenzor section. Uh, um, most executionally heavy fighting games. Uh, now is going to come the first attack. This is what everybody's been waiting for. We're going to do first attack here. We're going to teach one of the most important fundamental concepts of fighting games ever. Footsies. Footsies is one of the toughest things, and this is going to be a hard section for me to do because this is all going to be new. I'm going to be teaching this, and it's a complicated topic, and I'm going to try to simplify it as much as I can, but it's going to be kind of, uh, it might be a little overwhelming even for beginners. So let's do that. I will be right back with first attack. Don't go anywhere, everybody. Footsies coming up next here on the Chenzo Dynasty. If you are on YouTube, look for that episode on youtube.com slash TV. I'm leaning past the microphone, but definitely look for that and uh, check that out and we'll be right back. <laughs> 